and welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have a lot of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome professional or profession in a healthy way. Today's guest is Dion Williams, and he comes to us with uh, a variety of experience here in just a short amount of his teaching uh, experience, Um, but he's a band director, and I'm um, excited to have him here. I'm going to have him tell you a little bit about who he is, why he teaches, and then we're going to dig in and talk about what he's done to make this a sustainable career for him so far. So Dion, thanks for giving up your time today. Appreciate having you here. Tell us about you. Uh, So I teach middle school band, sixth through eighth grade, and I've also uh, taught collegiate band um, for five years uh, at the same time. (laughs) And uh, I'm I'm still alive. So that's a miracle within and of itself. And you did that through a pandemic. Let's just talk about that before we even go. So so. Imagine any of you out there who are my age and, you know, you're 35. What if your first five years had involved just getting your feet in the door? What, you had a year and a half? So that second year, you were just getting going, yeah. probably thinking, hey, yeah. I, I'm starting to get this. And then it's like, really? <laughs> the universe really threw a challenge at you. So you've been through, you know, your first year of teaching and then what should have been oh, a little bit easier that turned into a pandemic and then all of the things that went with it. And if I heard you correctly, middle school and collegiate at the same yeah. time, and you're in your fifth year and you're still here doing this. That's just crazy. I mean, if you look in the rearview mirror, do you realize what you've done and gone through already? Yeah. Um, I, I realized it last year when we came back in person full time. Um, and one of my first questions, like, three weeks before school started was, holy crap, how did I start beginning band instruments again? Um, so the blessing and the curse was I was a year and a half in when the uh, pandemic hit. So I was still new to it. And when I came back, I, well, when we came back in the building, um, I was still new to it. So that allowed me to maybe try things completely differently from how I did my first year. Uh, and you know, most band directors, at least that I've talked to, once they start a certain way, they like to try to keep that. But I've got to experiment with starting um beginning band really three different ways. Uh my first two years, I started them one way while we were online, I started them another way. And last year I started them completely differently. And I've gotten to see the the pros and cons of each method. Wow. That's a, you must have a real strong conviction that music education is important and must have had some strong reason to go into this, to be this dedicated and to go through all this and still be here. What, what was your motivation for being a band teacher? Um, I like to, I like to teach. Uh, I, I think early on in high school, um, when I was helping my, my friends, my classmates with math or science assignments, uh, you know, I knew very early on I was either going to go into teaching science or teaching band. And when I got into kind of like the honor band circuit and uh, community bands um, and my last year in high school, uh, I was drum major and we had a new band director that same year. And our school district at the time required like 
an excessive amount of new teacher meetings after school. So, you know, as a band director, especially in the fall season, you kind of got to be there. And our band director was gone for like an hour after school almost every day. So as drum major, you know, luckily I was musically inclined enough to be able to teach the band, at least get them through the warm up and get them through, you know, our traditional tunes and, you know, at least start teaching them the basics of the music. Um, And through that, I was like, hey, I really like band. A band is band really likes me and I like teaching and helping folks. So let's go to school for teaching band. And here you are teaching yeah. band <laughs> in many, many different ways. I can't imagine, you know, I've taught high school for my whole career till recently. And now I'm in middle school teaching beginning band for the first time. And I did the methods courses in the 1980s. Do you think I remember any of it? Because I didn't use it. <laughs> so I'm stumbling through and I'm just thinking, holy cow, those of you who had to teach beginners online, I cannot even imagine my hat is off to all of you. Um, uh, it's a miracle. It is a miracle that you did that. And those kids Fun fact, found ways to stay engaged. What I actually started my very first oboe player online. And she uh, recently placed first chair in the Auburn University uh, Middle School Honor Band. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Cannot imagine oboe and trying to learn it on the other and the family having to listen. <laughs> you could mute her. <laughs> but anyway, oh, gosh. Oh, so. Uh, one of the things when we were talking about, you know, we're, we like to have some productivity or wellness tips um, here. And we were talking about something that's helped you maintain your wellness, actually, and, and some things that have helped you. And uh, we talked about that. And what are some things that you bring to the table here that you, uh, that you feel really have um, will have helped you with your productivity portion here or wellness? Um. The first bit, a lot of band directors uh, will offer as advice, um, but don't always take your work home with you. Uh, I especially had to embody that because, like I said, I taught middle school band and collegiate band at the same time. So, you know, school for us would get out at three o'clock. And if I needed to have a middle school band practice for a football game or maybe we had a concert coming up or something like that, we would practice until 430. And then whenever all the kids got picked up, I was going right to the college uh, to start practice around 515, 530, you know, until whenever we got out. Um, and then I used to go home and be like, oh, well, I don't have my lesson plan done. So let's do that. Uh, I need to write the little warm up for the beginning band. So let's do that. Uh, and then eventually I just kind of learned, you know, if it's not done by the time I get out of work at three o'clock or while I'm waiting for kids to get picked up, it can wait. And if it can't wait, maybe I should do it first thing in the morning. Did you through this process, maybe. Uh, did you start streamlining some of the things like lesson plan formats or or how you had procedures or anything to make it so that it was easier to not have to take work home? Because I think everybody wants to not take work home, but some of us panic when it's not done. Yeah, so uh, I got really good at it this year. Um, a, a lot of my biggest issues in my first year and a half before the pandemic hit was kind of figuring out how I wanted to format our warm-up time um, and then move into literature after that. And I kind of came up with a formula that worked for me and I tweaked it this year again for the group that I had. So last year's group, I just created a, a simple um, 
uh, scale exercise chart. And, you know, through Finale, whatever key we was working in that week, I would just hit the transpose function and print it out. And uh, my process for the first 30 minutes of class is exactly the same, whether it's beginning band or the advanced band. And of course, the material will differ, but the process is the same, which makes planning so much easier because my lesson plans look virtually identical for either ability level group. I hope everybody heard that. He has some standardized processes so that just inserting the little things that change is so much easier than creating the process over and over and over from scratch. Yeah, 100 percent. And I was uh, actually not uh, I wrote something down when you were talking because I'm like, I didn't think of that. I can't believe it. And I'm stealing this idea. But when you put your warm ups in finale and you could, I, you know, scales, we all do that kind of thing with, you know, whatever key we're in, but I never thought to take, I always use the same warm up abide with me. And we, we do that, but I never thought to just transpose it to the different keys they're playing. And we do the mm-hmm. scale in a different key. So that's brilliant. And it's such a simple idea that never got into my head. Cause when I started teaching, we didn't have the ability, we had to write everything by hand. So see, I just not in that frame of mind that that would be such a simple thing to do and to provide the kids and listen to the, what the different keys sound like before we go into them. Oh, love that. All you other band directors probably have thought of that. But <laughs> it's, it's new to this old lady. See, that's what we're all here for is to give me the tips so that I can be a better band director. I just invite all you people here for my private coaching sessions and I record them and call it a <laughs> podcast. Aren't I smart? <laughs> Welcome band director bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tune systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So, as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. A couple other things that I really thought was really cool today. Um, we talked about finding uh, or finding yourself as a band director, the importance of learning to be authentic and share a little bit about that, because I thought that was pretty impressive for someone who's in his fifth year as a band director. Um, that kind of came a variety of things. Uh, I, I would guess it kind of started when I did my interview with my principal at the time uh, before I accepted the position. And um, the band just so happened to be coming back from a field trip uh, at the conclusion of my interview. And he asked if I wanted to hear them play. And, you know, I said, sure. And um, I was excited. And so, you know, I went into the bedroom. The kids are coming off the bus. He introduces me and, uh, you know, the kids start playing for me. And it, it was it was rough. It was rough to be just blatant. Um, and so they thought they did really, really good, though. And so early on, I kind of adopted this philosophy of good, bad or ugly. 
uh, my students need to know what a good or great sound is and what it is that they need to do to get there. And um, that's kind of permeated itself through everything that we've done uh, these past five years. Um, I think most of my students play uh, beyond their years as a result of that. And they're extremely honest with each other. Uh, this year for music performance assessment, um, we got a superior rating the first time in the school's history since 2005. Uh, last year, we got an excellent rating. Um, but this year we got a superior and we had did a concert band invitational a week of two weeks before um, pre performance assessment, like three weeks before. And I asked the kids three days before performance assessment to rate themselves. I always have them do that. It, it, it creates this uh, heightened sense of awareness in the ensemble. And, you know, by show of hand, rate yourself what you think we just sounded like. And most of my kids three days before assessment said they sounded like a three. And I said, OK, let's fix it. And to be honest, I knew at the time it was a one. I didn't have to do anything else. It was a one. But they thought it was a three. They thought it could be better. So let's make it better. And sure enough, first and second year students, uh, we played uh, grade two literature um, and we got all ones. Wow. You know, uh, that doesn't just happen. You can't just do that through force feeding technique and all of that. That comes because you have created a community um, where students have buy in. And they've learned that you have fun through doing things well. Um, I just think that's, that's so beautiful. And cause you had told me before we actually started recording, um, I asked what kind of a tip you wanted to leave and you said, go for it. And then you continued and you said, if your students show interest in something that's important to you, then go for it. And I thought so many people skip that piece. Um, or they, something was really successful in one of their roles as a teacher and they go to a new school and they try to, force feed it to the next school and it doesn't work. And so, and even year to year in the same school, the same thing doesn't work. And recognizing that I think is such a big deal. And so um, anything you want to add to that? Cause I mean, you said it pretty well and I just said it again, but. Um, don't be afraid to, to go and shoot for your goals. Try to reach your goals. Um, have your ensemble set a goal. My first year teaching, uh, I took my band to MPAs and uh, the band I inherited it uh, mostly read and played by rote. And so when I came in, uh, you know, guys, if we're going to be an all around band program, we got to learn how to read music. Uh, a lot of students quit the band and I didn't let that deter me. And so my first year I went to MPAs uh, with 36 graders and seven, seventh and eighth graders. Um, and my district supervisors told me, no, they said, don't go to MPAs. You're going to embarrass the district. Um, and in my head, you know, where I went to middle and high school in Georgia, uh, you went to MPAs every year, good, bad, or ugly. It was mm -hmm. the expectation. So to me, good, bad, or ugly, we're going to MPAs. Plus our district assessment was a month after MPAs. And I got a bunch of sixth graders that never touched a horn before. So let's go to MPAs. Let's put them on stage. I know they're not going to do perfectly well, but they need this experience. They need to get this, you know, they need to get their feet wet, so to speak. And um, yeah, I got in trouble for it. 
supervisors were not happy. We made threes and I knew we were going to make threes. Um, but that snowballed into the kids wanting to be better than everyone else around them. Uh, after that first year, our second year for our district honor band, my first year I only took two kids because I only had two kids who were capable of passing the auditions. My second year, I took 26. And of that 26, my second year, I had nine trumpet players out of 29 trumpet players. And first through seventh chair were from my school. Wow. And that, you know, that was just if we're going to do something, let's go all in. You know, it doesn't matter whether the people around me think this is embarrassing or maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe wait till next year. If we have the, the ability to do it now, let's do it now, because if we put it off, we're going to keep putting it off. And then eventually we're not even going to want to do these kind of higher level things. So you took risks and it paid off. What a great message, knowing which risks to take yes. and knowing if your students are on board. And I think right there, we talk about pass the baton. There's your wisdom right there. It's got to be a collaborative effort with everybody. It has been great having you on here today and sharing your perspective. Um, and I'm so grateful that you have stayed in the teaching through this turmoil and the like, how important it is for the stability of the kids in your program to have, you know, they change all their other teachers every year, how they get that con continuity with somebody who's coming in and making that program a place where they want to be. Just like you talked about, it was a place for you, a refuge, a place to, to go and be with your people. And now you've got that that you're providing for your students. It was a privilege to have you with us today, Dion Williams. And I want to thank everybody for listening to Band Director Boot Camp and making it for making a difference in kids' lives through the magic of music education. I hope you'll join us next time for another episode of Productivity and Wellness Tips to make your life a little bit easier. <laughs>